Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Um, salam, Fab Stories, and welcome to the Fashion Lab show. The, uh, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Lisa Gumba Regisford, your host, and thank you for tuning in once again. Now, on today's show, we're back to dissect. Gosh, I promise you guys, it's a difficult topic. I spent the whole day <laughs> literally trying to figure out what it is about technology and fashion retail today. That is what we're going to be dissecting in the lab today. And I think uh, a big thing around this is you know when you think about the shift from brick and mortar retail shopping and then you think about technology's impact that has really been difficult to ignore especially with e-commerce coming in in full force it's definitely a conversation that we have to have now you think about brands how uh, we are operating you find that brands have actually been sort of forced to adapt uh, and you will find that in the process many brands release new concepts sometimes they fly sometimes they fail to take off this is all in pursuit to sort of try and shift the way that we shop some have made grand uh, sort of you know uh, entries like the 3d projections of fashion shows that sort of drop a lot of joes but again lack true and lasting technological substance beyond the consumer level through through uh, through to the transactional level so this is a really um interesting topic when you look in recent years technology has definitely been dabbling in the fashion world it sort of revolutionized how businesses operate with the use of data analytics artificial intelligence virtual technology Whew, guys get your popcorn get your wine <laughs> it is really going to go down now when you think about the big technology behind personalization uh, which is a machine learning it also allows sort of retailers to anticipate customer needs before they know what they want themselves you've got fashion AI a technology built by Alibaba group this uh, generally generates personalized mix and match apparel recommendations for shoppers as they move around stores so you are tuned into the fashion lab this is the lab definitely Today we are seriously dissecting. Normally we just sort of dissect. Today we're dissecting it. Before we go in too deep on today's topic, allow me to also introduce our contributors who bring this show to life through their interesting yet diverse insights. Now we're joined by our contributor and partner, Edgy Benson, who also runs Enemy New York with his Echoes from New York. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Thank you, Liz. I am so happy to be here today and I'm so glad that we're joined by so many amazing people and we're going to talk about an incredibly important topic today. So I am super excited. Who are you wearing? Who made your clothes if it's not diesel and city junk? And if it is, please, let's just move on. <laughs> oh, you want to move on? Edgy, we are being very serious here today because, like I said, the endorsement strategy is something maybe the whole team can help us put together at the end of the show, but I cannot hear Diesel and City Junk anymore. I can't take it. I really, my nerve can't take it, my head can't take it, my heart is saying no, so mm -mm. What are you wearing? At least be creative then. Well, I, I am those things you talked about so okay well thank you for joining us on the show thank you edgy thank you <laughs> guys we're also joined by a contributor and fashion expert francisca marzilli all the way from lisbon with her echoes from europe hello everybody hello liz hello hello happy. how are like you every time i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad to meet you all and um, today I'm wearing um, a small black dress because mm -hmm. I'm still in the office and I had to rush in many places today and I felt uh, good in my in my black dress. Hmm. So the LBD. Hmm. 
Guys, do you guys remember <laughs> yeah. when the LBD was such a hit? Anyway, let's just keep moving on. <laughs> We're also joined by Zakia Bam for a beauty segment called uh, Glamish. Uh, Zakia, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us, lady in red. Excuse me. Ooh. Hi, Les. Wow. Yes, getting hot in the studio, I tell you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. It's great to be uh, It's great to be in, yeah, in studio with you. Well, who are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing a red jumper from Zara. <laughs> very interesting guys it's very hot like i said i feel like i'm in phoenix arizona but maybe i'm in maybe i'm in somewhere in mexico i don't know let's see cancun <laughs> but let's just see how oh. this goes <laughs> so i never get asked what i'm wearing and i insist today so today i will tell you whether you want to know or not i'm wearing a very interesting pleat skirt it's an an old an older one of my pieces from maybe i could say maybe it goes eight years back and it's a very everyday style skirt uh it's sort of khaki green i'm wearing it with a bralette the bralette is an african print uh again from about seven eight years ago from one of those collections but you know what is cool about it is i'm comfortable if i heal up and go out to the marble which is up the street one of the coolest wine bars up the street from here i will still be accepted if i put on sandals and just go see my auntie well i don't have an auntie who lives here but maybe just go see a friend who's, who's maybe sick I'll still be acceptable. So that's how I'm feeling. And I've got my beautiful Africa map of Africa earrings, which I had to buy in Harlem because I couldn't find them in Africa. And, <laughs> and everyone was laughing. But anyway, that's a story for another day, guys. Um, for our listeners who are tuned in, um, stay tuned to catch up with our wine style guide where we touch base about everything uh, when it comes to wine and style, which go hand in hand. Uh, and lastly, a quick reminder to you to also look out for my favorite segment at the end of the show. It's called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. Now keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We are on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook, and we definitely care about your thoughts, so we want to definitely hear from you. Before I introduce our special guests, I want to touch on three technologies that are actually making the biggest impact in the fashion industry today, which we will further dissect as we go. Now, one of these key things is artificial intelligence. The second one is virtual reality. Some people call it augment augmented reality. The third one is mobile commerce. Um, now, on artificial intelligence, this is a great conversation. And I think for me today is going to be a great time to also just open up these conversations and really have them openly with the fundis in the house <laughs> and then with the layman in the house, <laughs> with the glamish in the house and everyone else. So um, AI is something that definitely, again, for those who are tuned in, I'm just going to break it down a bit. And I promise you will not or you did not sign up for a tech course because I'm also learning. But the one thing is I think it's first important to determine what um, AI actually means. According to Cora, artificial intelligence is a comprehensive field that is aimed at imitating such complex human abilities. You think about language, speech, vision, the ability to give relevant answers and sort of recommendations based on assumptions. Now, in our regular man's language, it is often used to replace humans in carrying out certain tasks. So you have to think about that because that is something we're definitely going to be opening up um, on. And again, because of the fact that we've got two special guests joining us today, uh, the conversation is also going to be interesting to see how they also apply this if they do uh, within their sort of... Um, brands and businesses that they're building that are sort of related to this topic. Now, another uh, uh, topic that we're going to touch on, uh, I mean, a sort of key topic 
uh, around this conversation is mobile commerce because it's a big thing. We all have to accept this is the era of connectivity. It's also introduced a sort of sleeker form of shopping through mobile commerce and it's not going anywhere. In fact, big commerce found that two out of three millennials prefer to actually shop online rather than go to a physical store. So, you know, you've got this whole thing of the newer method of shopping. It makes buying easy, you know, click of a button, get things done quite easier. Then you've got your virtual reality. And this is sort of what I describe as the morning after the night before when mobile and e-commerce technologies brought about sort of the first wave of transformations for the fashion industry and is here now. So now we can look forward to more specifically virtual related uh, such a sort of reality technology. So you think about uh, try-on avatars that are definitely a big hit in the fashion world. Uh, you think about apps. I know there are so many, such as Dressing Room and a lot of others, using augmented um, reality technology to enable shoppers to actually experience this sort of thing. And uh, I think that at the end of the day, digital transformation is resulting in changes that have sort of previously been unimagined. We can't do anything about it. And I think the best way to adapt is to adapt, right? So let us go straight into um, uh, introducing our special guests who are joining us. We've got two special guests joining us. Now, I would like to first of all introduce uh, uh, the show uh, to a friend of ours. This is a friend of Fashion Lab who is also CEO and founder of Miss Folk, which is a social engagement platform. Uh, that they created to recognize and reward individuals for their brand royalty through their patent pending technology that creates a sort of unique direct-to-consumer channel, extraordinary engagement, and unprecedented consumer insights all from one platform. Allow me to introduce into the show Sid Hassan. Welcome to the show, Sid, again. <laughs> Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you for having me. Okay, well, just know that you're not exempt. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes before we even go in? Uh, sure. Uh, denim by Joe's Jeans, a Ferragamo belt, and a suit supply herringbone shirt hmm. at the moment. And uh, that's it. Check you out. <laughs> you all ain't playing. <laughs> well, you know what I have to say, Sid? Congratulations um, to sort of... Um, keeping misspoke and moving with the times. I think this is a really interesting conversation we're going to have today around the relationship between technology and fashion retail. And I think that when we spoke to you, I think on the show about three, four years ago, I don't know, I can't even remember. This was just sure. sort of the beginning of misspoke and I've seen the evolution and I actually yeah. appreciate it. So that's going to be very interesting uh, to plug in. Now, um, allow me to also introduce our other guest on the show. Uh, this is the founder of the Matilda Smart Mirror, founded in New York City to bring you all the relevant information you need to start your day. I just know one thing, guys. I need one of these smart mirrors and i don't know if i need it or i don't know if i desperately want it <laughs> but matilda is a youth-centric platform uh that is decentralizing access to products and services that one should definitely sort of make the most of so welcome to the show melanie wagner thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on the Mat matilda smart mirror which i really i won't say need i desperately want in my life <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> well, we'll make it happen at a click of a button because and another yes. button because you're here, we're here, it's here. And despite the fact that we are in such different parts of the world, I just love technology and globalization because it just gives us access to everything in a click. Well, definitely, eh? <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining us, Melanie. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes? I am wearing uh, Cynthia Raleigh. She is uh, my girl in the West Village. She's a pretty amazing designer. Um, it's a brown leather dress from a couple years ago. And in terms of shoes, I'm not going to lie, I'm still rocking flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, between the five of us here, I think we're gonna, we can send you a lot, a lot, a lot of options. If you just share what you're wearing on the top, we'll just finish it up. Are you wearing flip-flops because you can't be bothered? Or is your Matilda smart mirror not on? Or what's happening? I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's, um, I don't know. It's some like free feeling. I'm like, feel really comfortable when I'm in flip-flops. It's just like a thing. So it's one of those work days. But um, the, the dress is definitely conforming. It's definitely leather and very structured. So oh, anything wow. that will go with tan leather dress, let me know. But I'm just so grateful to have all of you here um, on the show today. And I think that the biggest thing, like I said, is to just get straight to the point, uh, touch base with what you're doing and uh, sort of plug in our listeners to be able to understand uh, sort of where we are going. And I'm just happy to have people like you on the show because then we can say by association, you know, we know them. Okay. So I just want to go back to Sid straight. Um, Sid, could we just talk about Miss Book from conception to now? I actually want, would like you to share the role that Miss Book is fulfilling within the market and how you're actually keeping up. Sure. Can I can I start somewhere else? You said something very important to me, Liz. Can I yeah. just speak about that for a second? Sure. <clears throat> a very wise man named Peter Thiel wrote a book, Liz. Your listeners will enjoy this. Uh, bear with me a second. Uh, called Zero to One, in which he talked about globalization and innovation or technology. So you brought up a really good point. The times that we are living in are very innovative. And allow me for a second to explain his definition of the difference. Mm -hmm. So... In the fashion world, let's say we have one pair of denim cropped pants and we make 99 more and we sell them all over the world. That's globalization. In his example, he talks about the ability to take a typewriter and create in a word processor is innovation. The ability go, to go from zero to one. Very indicative, wow. Liz, of the times we live in. We live in a time where the future is here. So you talk about all these buzzwords of machine learning, computer vision, artificial intelligence. Well, that future is here, Liz. Hmm. It's, it's very exciting it's, it's, times. It's, yeah, and I think for me, what I find about it, Sid, and thank you so much for that, is I find it, it's very intimidating. And I'm interested in knowing or getting feedback as we continue on the show how everyone's feeling about it i also open up lines whether it's through twitter to just sort of get some feedback as well from some of our sure. listeners who are tuned in but the truth of the matter is it feels like it's accessible but it feels a bit intimidating and it also mm. feels for those people who do not like to adapt to change it all also feels it's a big challenge you know we i think generally as human beings we don't like change change is, is a hard thing whether it's changing diets or ch moving house or changing schools or changing jobs or changing careers mm -hmm. but i find that this is the same thing when it comes to technology and it's it's i don't know i think the the this is not for the faint-hearted and this is not for the hard headed i will not change my ways.com and this is not so it's it's a very it's hard 
See, Liz, in my opinion, this is where, you know, I come from a tech background. I ran a tech company. I stumbled upon an idea, applied it to fashion. This is where I believe my beloved industry really goes wrong. And that is creating this fear of the unknown of this artificial intelligence. When we all we do in technology, now this is a technologist speaking. So Melanie, I hope you're okay with me on this. But allow me to say one thing in defense of everyone else out there that is not a pure technologist. We simply relabel old things and we call them new technology. Right now there's cloud computing. In the old days, Melly and I used to call it ASP models. Now we have artificial intelligence. To me, it's nothing more than, uh, you know, the ability to only, there's only one way you can predict the future unless you're God. And that is to understand the past, right? Uh-huh. So the one thing that artificial intelligence gets uh, offers us is that the rate a computer can make a decision is faster than that the brain can. But other than that, it is we do a very bad job, Liz, and company as technologists of not articulating in layman's terms where the masses can understand, oh, that's all artificial intelligence is, <laughs> is that you know what I bought. You know that I wear crop pants, bell bottoms, and oversized sunglasses with Maybelline lipstick. Therefore, I see why you've told me I could wear this shade of Maybelline because you know I bought it in the past. That's artificial intelligence. So I, I, I say sorry on the behalf of our industry. <laughs> we have failed the masses. <laughs> wow. So now, Sid, before we move on, because I'm, I'm interested in also just um, get a, uh, getting a piece of your mind, Melanie, around this conversation here. Uh, Sid, do you want to just sort of get us from where, why you felt or why you felt the need to start Misspoke, the role it's fulfilling right now and how you're keeping up? Because obviously as we go, uh, a lot changes and a lot evolves and you've got to keep up and you've still got to be able to fulfill that sort of demand of whatever it was that actually sure. got you there in the first place. Sure. Uh, the, the truth is uh, the path to entrepreneurship finds you, Liz. I didn't go out. I didn't grow up saying someday I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I stumbled upon an idea. I lived next door to a man who was a walking billboard for an American football team. He had a massive contract from Nike when he never ever played. Or in African terms, he was never on the pitch. But the man had a massive contract. So I didn't didn't come up with this idea on my own. I stumbled upon it. uh, And the pathway found me. I said, there is something here and we have to do something about it. And that is this. The influencer marketing model is fundamentally flawed. We cannot keep giving out Liz Umgumbo uh, denim pants to very attractive men and women on Instagram saying, here's free product, $100, hashtag this is the best pair of denim you've ever worn. True. We don't need that. There are people that are brand loyalists that love brands and do not need 10 euros every time they post something on Instagram. <laughs> but, 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 we all love to feel valued and rewarded. Now, I believe fee for reward, fee for upgrade, fee for discount, perks, access to the next line, that is a compelling alternative to this fundamentally flawed epidemic called influencer marketing. That is very profound, what you just said. Can you record that so my wife hears it? (laughs) (laughs) Can someone write that down? I promise you it is written down and it is recorded. You know what? It's it's a very... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? It's a very wow. It's a very uh, it's a very great way, and I love the fact that it's also very simplified while you explain it. Like I said, because I think that it's true that the reason people feel intimidated about anything is when it gets to a point where they lo- get lost and they can't understand it and they sort of just move on. Now I want to come back to Mel uh, to Melanie for a minute. What I'm interested about is also from conceptualization. Why the Matilda Smart Mirror? Well, why not the Matilda Smart Mirror? Uh, <laughs> you gotta come bigger than go. that, honey. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that too. <laughs> um, okay, where do we begin? I mean, I think where we definitely stem from on a spectrum of technology companies. There's a technology companies that are. Um, going through the transitional year, right? Like this is at the age of transition. What does that mean? Well, a lot of companies are bringing stuff, for instance, like Nest um, does a really great job of bringing um, digital age of utility. But it's not necessarily like to, to the point that was made earlier from says like it's not really pushing the, the needle point when it comes to innovation. It's more like we are making this digital. Things that we know um, we did manually it being more efficient in technology such as that I'm kind of moving on from there I mean for us as a company we're very creative we're creative technologists we stem from many different backgrounds a lot of engineers um, they're very well known I guess hackers are just move the neater point and I don't want to label them as hackers but we just don't have another name for them so really um, our first year we did anything from telekinesis drones to smart mirrors to VR AR games uh, stuff that we have, a lot of our software is all custom. Uh, we do make all of our hardware in-house. We do make all our software in-house. So it's very, we definitely take the Apple approach to things, and it's very important to us. Um, a lot of our theory is about making products and form factors that you can live seamlessly throughout the rest of your life. So um, it's not about always holding something in your hand and all, or going to bathroom with a smart device in your hand. It's just being able to live freely but also being useful and that's really what our tech is all about but i was gonna say matilda anyway everyone likes to go to the bathroom with it and the shower with it and like the sea with it and like people go with their smart devices everywhere these days so it's not like you're actually pushing them to a corner that they that they that they don't do they do it anyway yes but yes i mean yeah go ahead ahead. i mean there are so many people that have um definitely have been like oh yeah i text you why i was going to the bathroom I mean, they're like the stuff. Like, I feel like everyone's done it. And, uh, <laughs> so it's not, you know, that whole thing of like, oh, I dropped my phone in the toilet. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, we all know what you've been doing. That's a very common story, right? But, you know, now we live in a common day and age where we need to progress forward. And there's technology right now that allows us to do so. And we need to be able to create it in a way that allows us to. to live seamlessly so um right now a lot of the software a lot of our type of technology there's not really a word for it right now it's a mixture between ar vr and enterprise technologies um and right now there's no form for it so a lot of people the form factor is what we call like 
a, a smart, like a phone. Like a smartphone is a form factor. The Google glasses or the Oculus, face, those type of goggles, those are a form factor. Our form factor are smart home, are like furniture pieces or devices you would find at home or perhaps at a retail wall. So just to kind of give you some more background about that in terms of just that sort of software and what the data is telling us. Um, in terms of AR VR, it is going to be a billion billion dollar um, industry in the next couple of years. Um, right now, the data is telling us that the return rates drops the return rates of 20 to 30 percent and that is huge anyone from rent the runway to a small designer if you can drop down your return rates that is a big deal to your bottom line in terms of what technology can do right now we don't do avatars like our technology actually sticks you in the the form factor and allows you to try on and see yourself in different angles so this actually um in terms of discovery we're seeing anywhere of a 70% increase con in conversion um, for items that you would never really be able to discover on your own. And that's huge compared to what's happening on desktop or mobile these days. Um, Melanie, I have, I mean, I have one more question before we move back to Sid. Could you just also sort of explain to us, is it that everyone who orders a Matilda Smart Mirror, do they actually receive a sort of personalized version based on their preferences around everything that they sort of tick? Can you just maybe take us around the process of how you get to how like if i want a matilda smart mirror how does that work how do you get how do you get all the information do you get which information do you need from me how do you just i'm interested in that process yeah definitely so the process is that you you uh definitely order it and we get your money <laughs> like any other <laughs> okay but, that's a good um, one yeah, that's a good way, right? Mm -hmm. And so once you have, we send you the mirror, you get the mirror, you go through the whole process of input. Uh, we do have a companion app um, that allows you to put in like, the whole utility of, of your name, your, your sizing, definitely like the brands that you like. And this goes automatically up into the mirror. But as you kind of definitely progress, we definitely do use AI, the big word AI, to um, just do we run pass, what we call passive and active data so active data is when we you hit buy or you hit an action on the mirror and um it serves up the next action but passive data is saying you're standing in front of the mirror and now i know you're that you are a pear shape or or now you're a size two or so it definitely helps to adjust and and help to recommend it in that whole discovery phase of trying to figure out what you want to wear or how like what you want to purchase so right now we are taking brands we're getting um ready for consumer launches um for the next phase so if you're a designer hit me up be happy to look at your stuff and add you to our our marketplace very good i am coming to you if they're not <laughs> but you know i have a question for melanie mm -hmm. yes um i i'm thinking about um um, as a technological uh, innovation, I think uh, um, about uh, other innovations we had up to now, uh, so far, uh, like uh, electric oven, uh, like uh, refrigerators, like uh, TV. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, Matilda will be a tool like this? Will be so uh, common in the, the houses in? Uh, in the next uh, five years? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. We, we know that. So we're we're product people at first, and, and we definitely take a lot of pride in our craft, just like any other emerging designer. So there's a lot of TLC that's definitely given to to creating this device. But the expansion for this to be um, an everyday smart device at your home that is as normal as seeing a television in everybody's home, that's going to be a very normal thing, and that's what we're marking down to see. So retail is adopting our first vertical we um, will be tackling and helping, um, you know, let me, I guess, let me step back with this and just kind of tell you how fruitful this is as a creative person. I can resonate with emerging designers. As emerging designer, for you to really get your product out there, you have to design it. You got to run your production and then you got to figure out all these distribution channels to get it out there and then just pray like hell that everything's going to get purchased. Um, with a lot of technology that we do, you can have a small sample size as like five SKUs or five items or no no items at all. All we need you to be able to do is to design in that software and we're able to disperse it all over. Anywhere there is a mirror. It could be a one mirror, it could be 10,000 mirrors. And then you're now able to have access to everyone in a very personal way, if that makes sense. I think AI definitely has its value and as we continue uh, further we're going to unpack it as well a bit more Um, Sid I want to get back to you so that you can just also share with us I'm interested in the relationship between AI and misspoke right now do you want to just unpack that as well for us and obviously for our listeners for those of us who are still trying to figure out how this works hand in hand yeah yeah, uh, for, for just to have a lowest common denominator instead of saying artificial intelligence i am going to say recommendations okay so instead of saying artificial intelligence i am going to say recommendations okay so what's happening on me spoke liz and company is that can you hear me liz yes we can yes we are learning we have picked up 26,000 shopping tags of either beauty or apparel based uh, uh, uh content we have cataloged it and we have built models where we say, hey, Liz typically wears Lolita Lempica. And when she wears Lolita Lempica, she's wearing Carolina Herrera. And when she wears Carolina Herrera, she wears her Rolex. So we have this kind of data. Now what we'll do to come up with, again, not to use artificial intelligence, but to use recommendations, is that we will say, Liz, you're uploading content to Misspoke. We know you typically are wearing, sorry, we have detected that you're wearing sunglasses and we know you typically wear Carolina Herrera. Should we tag those for you, auto-tagging? So we did that and now we can say the next time someone shops from your photo, through our model, uh, Liz and company, we will be able to make a powerful recommendation. Mm-hmm. So we are learning it's called machine learning, which essentially an intelligence, which means we understand Liz's past, her consumer shopping manifest. And based on that, we can make powerful recommendations. The one thing that that AI buzzword, which I don't like at all, <laughs> comes back and says recommendation is that it has one distinct uh, or rather unique, in my humble opinion, quality that could affect 
computing, and that is the ability to render that recommendation in the form of, hey, we just heard you say Lizungumbo. Are you going to Africa soon? So therefore, the ability for it to come back so quickly and make a recommendation is something that the brain can't. It, it, it out. It, it, it outpaces the the speed at which our brain can process. So that's what we're doing right now, Liz. We're learning. We're learning uh, customer traits. We've got some pretty powerful fashion and beauty consumer DNA data, and now we intend to uh, get to auto tagging when someone uploads photos. We say, "Hey, Liz, you're wearing uh, 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 trousers. Should we help you tag?" And then from there, we'll make a powerful recommendation on what you could perhaps have next in your makeup bag or your closet. Do you believe that this recommendation, I will call it recommendation because you don't have, the, you don't like the AI word. Do you believe that this recommendation thing is going to stick? Do you think it has value for where the fashion industry is headed? Or do you think it's just an experiment and we just got to figure out what works, what doesn't work? And the reason I'm asking you that, Sid, is I'm thinking about an example of just scaling of personal service. Now, you think about back in the days when luxury goods could only be bought um, in a few physical boutiques. You had a very one-on-one consumer, uh, I mean, customer service that was really the core of this business. And then now you want to tell us, now we want to talk about recommendation. I'll call it that for now. Can that deliver that original one-on-one intimate service to, you know, at scale? Like, is it... But to, let me let's uh, unpack your question in two parts. One, let's address the 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 touch point. I, I believe, and if I say something that doesn't make sense, allow me to say it a different way. But Liz, I believe commodity fashion can always be done online. I'll give you some data points. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope you guys are ready for this. Sprout Social says that 400 million photos have been shopped. Let me say that again. 400 million photos online wow. have been shopped from. So hopefully that what? answers one part of your question. Now let okay. me say the other part of your question. <laughs> so the other part of your question is, look, commodity fashion, I mean, do you really need to know, uh, do you really need to touch your next pair of frame 29 bootcut jeans because you have them in your closet? Probably not, no, right? No, commodity you, yeah. fashion, mm-hmm. your yeah. socks, your hosiery. Now, on the other side of that, are you going to buy a Rolex Datejust two-tone Daytona or a stainless steel Daytona online? Probably not. There are a, <laughs> there are facets of fashion in the luxe category, Liz, that I believe will have to remain in the brick and mortar. That's my humble opinion. I'm I will never be the smartest man in the room, but I have opinions, and I try to do something about them. Those are my opinions. Wow. Anybody else have questions for Sid before I know that Sid you gotta leave for yeah, gotta some run. parting shots? Do you have any parting I, shots? I know. Okay, go ahead, Edgy. No, I, I I was just listening to Sid and just you know, I, I was just wondering if 400 million I- images, pictures have been shopped, <laughs> photos have been shopped. I wonder how many million videos have been shopped because I think vi- video is proving to be a more powerful connect than photos. So just imagine. I, mean, I think I'm trying to imagine the, the scope of this online, of this, you know, this market well, where we are. Well, di- dissect that 400 million number with this last piece of data and then I'll run. Mm. Edgy, they say, and the last time I checked, uh, this number has probably gone up, but I'll give you a good starting point. 66,353 photos are uploaded to Instagram every 60 seconds. 
66,353 wow. photos are uploaded and 2 billion images are uploaded to the social social media and the world wide web every day 2 billion wow. that is a large portion of the world's population mm-hmm. whoa Yeah, this is a lot. This is a lot. Sid, what are your parting Let's, shots for for anybody who's in the game, who's trying to s- figure out how to get into this thing, how to adapt, how to move on, how to grow their fashion fashion business with, businesses without ignoring this technology angle of it? What's your parting shots to them? I mean, I, said, I mean, look, technology has enabled. Sorry, the next wave of technology, which I call Web 3.0 or WWW 3.0, will enable everyone who is creative and a merchant to be online. We will all be merchants. We will all be creators. In my vision of the next coming, I believe creators will be valued. So with the with the one buzzword Melanie and I have not used but I will offer is this thing called blockchain. This very sophisticated database routine called ledgers and blocks. That technology will enable someone in Soweto who comes up with uh, a, uh, a pair of denim to say I want to now go sell this. Mm-hmm. Wow, now that's my other yeah. not favorite word because I don't understand it and I'm trying to, but I guess Melanie is going to help us yeah. <laughs> unpack this blockchain. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for, having, you, for joining us, Sid, and Thank all the you, best. Sid. <laughs> bye. Thank all you, Sid. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Gosh, that's the other one that gave me t- terrors. Anyway, guys, you're tuned into the Fashion Lab Radio. Uh, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Today, we've been really just unpacking technology and fashion retail. We've been joined by Sid Hassan from Misspoke. We've also been joined by Melanie Wagner from um, The Matilda Smart Mirror, etc., etc. And we will be right back after this music break. Tune in. Stay tuned. Send us your tweets. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're confused, get your popcorn and your wine. I suggest you get the wine. <laughs> we'll be right back. We are right back, and this is Fashion Lab, and we are talking everything around technology and fashion retail and the relationship and everything that you find is complicated, overwhelming, and everything that we need to know and we need to adapt to because this is definitely not going anywhere. Um, now, Melanie, I would love to come back to you again. Like I said, uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to being able to get, a, get myself a piece of is that smart mirror to sort of see what it does. And I think the best thing about... Um, consumerism, the way we operate, the way I behave, for example, as a consumer is if you talk about it and it looks interesting, I want to try it and I want to try it and I know that I can access it. Now, I want to come back to you, Melanie, just so you can share with us. What are your um, sort of um, what, what is your what would you advise when we started the conversation? I know I started and I almost sort of set the pace on a sort of scary tone around the fact that this is going to be a very difficult topic. What is your advice to sort of fashion businesses and fashion brands who are still sitting on the fence and thinking, gosh, I'm not sure if this is the route I want to go? Because obviously we've spoken about different elements. We're going to also ask you to unpack uh, a few more of this sort of um, definitions. But what is your two cents to those people who are still thinking about, you know, getting onto this? Um, just to clarify, getting on the smart mirror or just kind of the industry right now where it stands? I think for me, it's about adapting and evolving. And I think that as the world evolves, as everything evolves, we also have to adapt and evolve. Otherwise, if you're left behind, you're dead. 
So I'm just saying from a tech, you know, I, I it's the truth, right? It is the truth. If you there's things, I mean, like seriously, this feels like Black Mirror season. What? What will this season go? Whatever this season's gonna be called, it needs to be shot. Someone yeah. needs to shoot it. But I'm just saying to you, the fear of moving into spaces that we've never been in um obviously we've got different age groups in the world we've got i know the millennials are very hardcore when it comes to experimenting and trying out new things whereas you've got other people within the space who are still sitting and a bit adamant about adapting to new ways of doing things based on the fact that the times are changing consumerism is changing the digital world is here technology is here and it's just evolving at such a quick rate what is your feedback or your two cents or what can you say to those brands who are still sitting on the fence and wondering you know this is actually a very interesting psychological question i think for a lot of management and people that are in the industry because when you when you think about change and you think about things that you've never done before it invokes this like humanistic quality and feeling which is like fear or negativity, which is interesting because um, really like unknown things are when you're little and you're growing up, you're you basically people say you can do whatever you want, you can be whoever you want, and you don't second question yourself. And I think this is really where the the industry needs to be in. It needs to be about experiencing other things, looking at different business structures, partnering with different people, um, and and really just looking on the way up. It's not only about technology, but it's also about looking at business relationships in a different way and working together instead of cyclone. Like definitely um, to like paradigm this a little bit more. Um, it's interesting to kind of look at the Eastern world of doing things versus the Western world of doing things. Like Western world of doing things was the process was very waterfall effect. Like my boss is going to tell me to do X, Y, Z and I'm going to carry out. I'm going to make a 200 SKU items and I'm going to hope like these distributors are able to sell my items. That's not the case anymore. Like we really should be looking at a different structure in my bias opinion about working together and some sort of family because really the power is really in the numbers and the power is in bringing together like different skills so i think that um this is maybe a different change of mindset so when i go in and i talk to some of the bigger department stores um i'm like what are you guys doing about technology and they are so hyper focused on their store and that is great <laughs> but really really the stores are changing like stores are no longer the conversion moments let's talk about that are not really happening in store unless there's a big experience or emotional activation that's happening so really the stores are being um used for distribution and returns and i do applaud like the new nordstroms that came out and rolled with very small small stores in that regard so the conversion moments are really happening on experiences at home and because uh, we're spending mo like majority of our time at home so, so we just gonna capture that yeah I want to talk about, and I want to just touch on that because you made a very important point, especially the fact that you could walk into stores and find people so busy with the things that they should actually not be busy with because technology is such a big part of it and that's what they should actually be focusing on. So I want to bring in the um, data analytics or sort of the inventory problem. And before I open this up on the floor, I just want us to also not forget that in 2018, uh, the New York Times reported that H&M had, had 
4.3 billion of unsold inventory on hand. Now, what does this mean in context? And when I say this is because the way it works generally is fashion brands and retailers work with a limited amount of data to sort of predict what products to order and then when to discount, when to replenish. If they predict wrong, then you're dead. So the question is, can AI actually, the word again we don't like, but I don't know, what, what do you like to call it? Because I know Sid likes to call it recommendation. Do you have any specific word you want to use for it? Yeah, I, I'm fine with either or. Um, you know, AI is, is, looks at the proper terminology, but also recommendations is, is but can you, the same thing. Yeah, so, but do you think that AI would be able to solve the problem? Because the, the, the truth of the matter is, like, the retailer is trying to align products uh, to sort of match demand but at the end of the day maybe we're not paying attention to the fact that technology can be able to resolve this issue for us and that means we have to also change our mindsets and release this from us thinking and predicting i mean long time ago we had fo- not long time ago i'm sure there's still a lot of brands who have forecasters and the forecasters forecast the trends and you come up with these collections and then how do you have a whole freaking giant h&m sitting with 4.3 billion of an old uh, unsold inventory i mean can someone unpack but, that but let's but Liz, yes you know uh, melanie has already touched on it you know how technology is helping to reduce the rate of returns and the, and increase conversion because those are the things that cause the the, the 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 leftovers that you have you know the things that don't sell is because we don't get enough conversion we don't get enough enough uh, push out there for the public to buy the product but now with N- technology well not not really push edgy we can push all we want but what I'm, the angle i'm trying to come into is how ai can actually fulfill a certain part and sort of resolve this issue when it comes to inventory so that when we order as a brand as me as you as francisca if we're sitting down and we're working on our brands and stuff like that and we are creating these brands we don't create brands and waste we we create brands based on whatever system that we have that can be able to sort of give us feedback based on data collected based on our customer based on what they want and what they need so that we because i don't know how does this work i'm also a bit confused about it what's the difference Um, between a person who can forecast these trends and then you work on your collection you put it together but you still lose at the end of the day versus technology that already has all of this data about this uh these people and this and what they like and it's your customer and it's what so it's 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 like basically you operating you have options. You can either operate with uh, Alice, who's the forecaster that forecasts the trends and, and then hopefully hope that you can sell or you can give it to Al- John, who's the AI master, who can be able to use the systems to be able to come up with a system for you to use to be able to make sure that you don't lose time and you don't lose resources and you don't waste your time putting together pieces and brand collections that will not sell is am i lost am i confused or is this I'm making like, sense i'm just thinking to myself i'm like oh where do i begin to answer <laughs> it's, a, it's you know why i'm saying this and i'm saying it because even i as a brand yeah. I I'm, I'm, I need to know, and I think that all the brands who are sitting out here were thinking, gosh, I've got to do something different to get better results, are also looking to know, and it's like, what do you do? Because you cannot sit down and say, we, th- we, we have a f- person who does the forecast, and they've already sat down, and the trend forecast has yeah. already, that doesn't work anymore. 
it has not it's not working show me one brand who's got a who's been able to focus and get it right and actually sell all their brands and that's why i'm saying is it that we are saying that this focus style is going to be replaced by the certain system around this ai which is going to be able to do all of this work for us so Liz, all those things are still working they're just how being, are, then why are people struggling augmented by AI is augmenting the way but we do But not everybody things. don't not everybody are using technology edgy. The reason I'm having this conversation and trying to open it up is for people mm. to actually be able to see the value or we need to be able to have a comparison where you say okay fine brand A and brand B. Brand A has gone typically on this route this is how they have mm-hmm. created their collection from the beginning this is how they pushed it out then they used misspoke then they've got their stuff on the smart mirror then the you know mm. i don't know that's brand a or brand b and then we look at their results and then sort of monitor this thing then we've got brand a who's just continuing with business as usual as if there's no technology and as if things have not changed and as if they can rely solely on how they've been doing things to still get right. better results in a world that's moving and adopting so quick. So let me break this down for you and I think this is going to be helpful. So I'm going to tell you what the parameters of technology up to date and then I'm going to tell you what we just can't do, right? Okay. So in terms of technology, what we can do, yes, there is predictable there is um but as a, if i was a designer and i was designing for one okay i might you know try me spoke i might try to do ads um but that and let's just say brand a is getting traction right they're getting traction in me spoke or the conversions really happening with um i don't know a millennial girl age 14 really likes taylor swift right mm-hmm. that mapping that profile of that girl is what technology does the best they will take that profile and you're supposed to actually apply that profile to any other distribution and channels that you are on to hype up that conversion correct that's like as a small business that profile is golden to you in a way Mm -hmm. so that's probably going to be something between 70 to 90 percent of your conversion if you've done it well like you're you know you put a dollar in you might get three out you get to put a dollar in, you might get 10 out. Like the better you get really good at that and building that database for yourself, the better that, you know, you'll be fruitful. Additionally, when I come and like, let me just talk about AI for a hot second. We are still human beings, right? So the human beings, there is still a level of creativity that will always be in terms of, I always like me, Melanie, I always like black shirt. Am I going to stem away from a black shirt? I might, if a stylist puts it together and I see that I might like a white, like ruffled shirt and that's an image and if there's some creativity, like inspiration, I might like that as well. AI is not yet there for mass production to really computerize creativity. AI is kind of like a bot that does its own thing and and makes recommendations and kind of gets refined and fried, but there still is a level of human side to it that you'll see conversion in, right? So there's there's just two different ways. Um, and, And just in terms of operations, technology is fantastic at operations so i'll like let's say you put your brand into my mirror i put it up in the lower east side in manhattan versus the upper east side versus brooklyn these are very different type of segments Mm. and very 
type of people. True. I'm going to come back to you and say, listen, your stuff didn't do very well with an Upper East Side woman who um, is 50 years old and goes drinking every day and doesn't, you know, likes like Vineyard Vine. But the Lower East Side girl loves it, who goes to concerts, is always out and about. She loves your stuff. You're going to take that sort of profile and an analysis and, and you are going it. to... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what technology is good for. Yeah, but so I think for me, it sort of gives me more light. And I don't know, for those who are tuned in as well, uh, definitely share your tweets and stuff. And I hope that this is also lightening up. I mean, this is a very... Um, it's not its not a conversation that happens in the street when you're drinking coffee and you say, Hi, did you actually go through that? And oh my God, did you get your stuff through this Matilda Smart? Oh, yes, I did. Nobody does, not the, the majority do not do that. And I think that the reason that we have this show is to be able to have these conversations and sort of dissect them in a way that they can start sort of being easier to sort of um, consume, easier to sort of um, to taste or to... To, 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 to embrace, you know? And so I think for me that answers my question because it's still sort of market research on a whole different level, but it's it's the closest to the realest. It's your real, it's a very real feedback it, in, in, in real time now, you know? And I think that there's a lot that you can get out of that compared to edgy sitting down and saying, I want to create a collection and I think based on what I saw with whoever or whatever or however or the way that things had worked or whatever. I'm just saying that this is definitely a, a bigger, this is more, this is more value for us. And like I said, I'm, I'm not the one with the smart, yeah, I'm not, everyone's very quiet in this house. I'm not the one with the smart mirror, but I, I, I just really, I'm learning a lot through this and I think that, uh, and you know, I'm also... I'm also a brand, I'm also an entrepreneur, and I'm also adaptive to everything because I evolve as well, and I'm happy for evolution. I love technology, I want to embrace it, but it's great to understand it before you embrace it, right? It's good to understand Absolutely. it. Yeah. So, Edges, I think, yeah. you know what we'll do is, um, I want to just say something, one more thing, Edgy, before we roll onto your echoes from New York, is there's an AI-assisted design, and sort of, I think they spoke about this and saying it will sort of challenge and replace designers. Does anybody know about that? And I am still saying, even though it's an AI-assisted design, I'm sure there's still going to be a part that you play as the fashion designer, and then there's a part that it plays. So I think that the idea of being able to come up with sort of fresh ideas, uh, I think that this uh, assisted design will also maybe amplify your creative flow as a designer, I don't know, rather than replace it. But the idea is to just still work with it, but something to work with to really elevate how we create because a lot of uh, our designs at this point I don't know who's bored when it comes to fashion but I'm very bored I'm like someone please show me I'm struggling I can barely create I wake up in the morning and I'm like what am I going to create today I'm like we already have something like that we have something okay I saw something we already have that we have that and we have that and I'm just bored so I'm just saying that no I'm just saying this is my experience I'm just saying I'm looking for, but it's just the same. It looks the same. Everything is looking the same these days. Nothing is. (laughs) Every time I look at the Met Gala, I look at anything. There's nothing that gets my jaw dropping. Nothing. I'm just bored. (laughs) Like people might as well just wear skin, skin or whatever. What do you call it? Bamboo. 
I mean, like, wrap yourselves up with a blanket or something, you know? So I'm just saying I'm really excited for where technology is going to take us to. Like I said, if this is going to be a Black Mirror season around just fashion, it would be great. Whoever Black Mirror uh, creators are, please think about this as a concept and show us what it might look like. But I'm really excited about whatever it is that technology is going to bring so that we can stop getting bored and start doing something a bit more fresh in a more different way, you know? Any other questions before we run Melanie. over to, <laughs> to Edgy? Melanie, can I ask a question, please? Sure. Um, so please tell me, right, uh, from a consumer perspective, what makes your product different to, let's say, for example, Alexa? Because I have friends that have Alexa. What makes your product different from that? So here's the difference is that Alexa is a voice assistant and we're a visual assistant. Okay. So, so what would make me rather would choose to buy your your product than say sitting on in, on the bathroom and speaking to Alexa? Because you can see it. <laughs> it's visually stimulating, and you can be like, I like Lizzo. Gump. Is that Lizzo? Gump? I like that skirt. I like it. I like Alexa. You gotta talk to all day long and start imagining. So you don't have a visual. Uh, did exactly. I uh, did I answer this correctly, Melanie? Do I get a smart mirror <laughs> on the yeah, house? <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, let's, let's say for um, in, in South Africa. Let's, let's, for example, like you say, I want a black t-shirt or jeans, right? Do you know how many like jean brands there are? Something that like a really big company such as Amazon really struggles with is like discovery phase. They're not really good at it. Um, you know, there's different sort of levels of quality, unless you know exactly the skew number, the style and what you want, you're, the likelihood of you returning that item is very likely. So the ability to be able to see things like very, very high definition on your body and to be able to kind of feel like feel the vibe of it as you move around, that's just a different, it's just a different intangible value. Okay. Okay. I understand. <laughs> and when we finish here, we'll probably, I will just take her through uh, the website again, because I was already on there, just looking at my future Matilda smart mirror. But guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Echoes from New York. Echoes from New York on Fashion Lab Africa with Edgy Benson. Let's listen to Edgy with his Echoes from New York. Welcome, Edgy. Hi Liz, how are you again? Again, it's just I mean, this show has been so amazing. I just listening to everybody unpack this technology thing because I think to some extent for designers sometimes you're intimidated by it, you know? Like I have been following up very closely with with Melanie. I think I've been a big part like I've had a good understanding of the of the Matilda and I have my aspirations for it. But it's also helping me to adjust the way that I design my clothes, the way that I would love to showcase my clothes. And it's kind of de-emphasized some areas that I used to think were such a big way for me to show my work, you know? Hallelujah! I'm glad I'm that it's with... shaking you too. <laughs> well, you cannot be shaken, but you, you know, it's, it's a kind of constructive shaking that you go through you know mm -hmm. uh you guys shook really constructively even working with me spoke you find other ways so it's not about again this technology is like melanie said it's still going to revolve around the product mm -hmm. without product this te technologies can't leave you know they they have to cohabit with the product and mm -hmm. with us you know um but 
I'm finding more and more that I, you know, I don't necessarily need, don't need to be written about by Vogue. Um, I don't actually have to be in a store store, but like Matilda is doing something with a hotel. And that's something I never looked, looked at. But when you think about it, everybody who's visiting the city is staying in a hotel. So the hotel room is a big shopping place, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And the Matilda is positioned there. So it's, it's helping to realign for me where my priorities need to be, where my focus needs to be in terms of talking about my brand, showing my brand, selling my brand, you know? So I think for me, the big, the big takeaway this couple of just, especially this fashion week, was not, mm, I, I, I didn't have the big expectations about it. But again, being a part of it, having my collection shown at a really big venue, I still saw that there isn't a whole lot of energy around that thing. It is what you take from Fashion Week, all those little snippets of images or videos that you take, and then you, you now want to put them where virtual reality, where uh, augmented reality or AI can play with them, you know? Mm. It, but the main purpose now is not just to be at Fashion Week, to be at Fashion Week. I'm, I want to be at Fashion Week for content that I want to put in the, in the places that I need it to be, you know? So it's, it's, it's been a real realignment, but I think it's a really wonderful alignment. And I'm so glad that we got these guys to sit here with us and talk to us about their technology and about how we can use it, how we can relate to it, you know, at this, at the, at, at, at the, you know, at the level of language that we can understand as lay people, you know. Edgy, yeah, I'm very, so. I have to say I'm very proud of you. You sound like a very different Edgy today around this conversation because I have a million conversations with you and you've just been like literally like converted. I'm like, God, hallelujah. Like seriously, this is like a big, big thing. So congratulations to you. You're the sole winner of something, okay? I will talk to you about uh, what Dama, you have you know won. After the end of the show, today. you will get a gift from me because you have done very well for yourself, okay? All right, keep talking. We're listening. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean that's 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 it for me to be honest with you. I just I'm just happy that we are we have we we are aware of these guys, you know, and I hope that in Africa we can also um I, I'm sure there are indigenous technologies, but at least just some we have to look at technology. It's important for us true. to look at these platforms. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Thank yes. you so much, Reggie. I'm really, seriously, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Melanie and Sid, who's not here, but thank you again, Sid. If you guys have been able to transform Edge's mindset, because he's got a very hard, <laughs> you think I've got a hard mindset, honey? He's got a hard, I mean, listen, we can sit in the sun from day to night and then go into the snow. I'm telling you, Edge is like, listen, one, and that is it, and I'm sticking to it. I'm like, okay. But anyway, you know what? Really, thank you for your echoes, Edgy. It's great to hear from you, and it's great to hear your insights. And yes, I, I think it's really great to have these conversations with um, the fundies or the people who've actually been involved in, in also, um, you know, playing a role when it comes to this thing. I wanted to just sort of unpack. There is about seven technology trends uh, to change retail industry in 2019, according to Moby Dev. Uh, I just wanted to touch on them a bit, and I don't know what you guys think, but it could be yay, nay, or whatever it is. So if you could please just um, plug into this and participate and let me know what your thoughts are when it comes to this thing.
So um, we're going to start with the first trend, which is um, augmented shopping. So a report from Gartner indicates that 100 million consumers are expected to engage in a shopping experience that employs augmented reality or virtual reality, as we call it. What do you guys think about the this first trend? Any yay, nay trend, anything you want to open up on it? I think we're talking about it. That's what we're talking about today, essentially. So yay? So yay? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think whether we yay or no, it is coming. No, listen. Yes. I need your listen. <laughs> I, need, I need your feedback. <laughs> and I, listen, I, there's so many trends. Please, please, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Just a second. <laughs> I, it's not my 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 time, but I, <laughs> I need to talk. Uh-huh. Talk. talk, honey. Talk. I'm thrilled by all the topics. <laughs> And all the numbers and the amazing, stunning information we had today. But I think that we are already in this revolution. Absolutely. When I, when, when I, you don't need to ask nothing special because you are, you are joking around me. I know, but I need to express this because I. I hear talking about uh, this and that, uh, will it be like this? It looks like uh, we are living a segment, we are living an ambient and entering in another environment. It's not like this, it's all gradual. We are living, we are living in it. Already. <laughs> Guys, if you don't listen, if you don't want to yay or nay, I will just read them out for the listener who's not in the group right here, who needs to know some yeah, of the trends. Yeah, and yeah. this is according to Mob- Moby Dev. Do not say yes or no because, like she said, the train is moving where it needs. <laughs> what can we do? We just gotta move. So the first trend is that virtual reality, that augmented shopping. The second trend is um, they talk about personalized interactions with customers. Uh, which is going to be a big thing as well. I think the big technology behind personalization is the machine learning, which Sid also opened up a bit on. Uh, the third trend is omnichannel retail to deliver seamless shopping experiences. You think about the new age uh, marketing, which means the consumer expects a seamless experience. They want to hit the thing on the button. They want to be able to see the items. They want to be able to visit the store. They want to f- get their phone out, start looking for help, wherever it is. Uh, they visit a store, see an item, save it to their phone, go home, want it delivered. Or they stay online, purchase, expect pickup in the store or delivery. It is has to be seamless. The second, the fourth trend is stuff free and sort of your cashier-less stores. So I think freeing staff members up from um, time-consuming tasks is an important of reimagining the retail landscape in the coming years. You've got a fifth trend, uh, according to these guys. It's a voice-enabled shopping to reduce the sales cycle. Obviously, people don't want to talk anymore. A person can only speak 100 words a minute relatively easy, but they can only type half as many over the same time. So yes. Uh, the, sec- the sixth trend is tech-powered improvement of internal store processes. So I think it's all about stream- streamlining the store processes. I think it's one of the biggest digital transformation opportunities for businesses, and that goes on. And then you've got the seventh trend, which is the last one, which is customer data privacy shielded by technology. We've got our staff every single, everywhere. Echoes from Europe with Francesca Marzilli. Welcome, madam. 
again. Yes, again. Um, uh, from my point of view, creativity is still important and necessary, despite the uh, huge technology uh, is improving and increasing uh, the quality of our life. Um, I think that technology is, um, in general, is a, is a tool to uh, in, to save time, basically, because in the other in the other hand side, you need a, a, a person, a, a human being that uh, that uh, moves it, um, because we we as human beings we create it and uh, we need it to uh, to to improve the quality of our lives but no more than this i think that who uh, delivery itself to the technology and this is the huge risk we have in this period because we have filters we are adults but uh, um, kids, uh, children that uh, are, uh, are already born with all these tools possibly uh, need to work on more on, on uh, creativity, on uh, uh, stimulation of uh, creativity and uh, capacity of, of, uh, of uh, discriminating things. And uh, going back to the, to the fashion uh, topic, um, there is a um, there is a, a sentence I, I read um, from the Tom Ford that said uh, the the ask if you're dressed for the revolution will it come? <laughs> really, that's really we are already dressed for the revolution <laughs> because I, as I as I said before the revolution is here so we are living already in uh, in uh, revolution so uh, our ability will be to understand more and more how we can uh, deal and uh, take advantage from it uh, technology is uh, is a complement that possibly possibly for sure <laughs> will uh, improve the quality of uh, of uh, our lives but uh, the key point is uh, human being this is my conclusion. Thank you. I still remember the last one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm remembering your other one. You've got some really big bang, profound things. You know, you just drop it like that. The other one was that uh, your celebrity is the is the the land, the the the, the land, the planet, mm -hmm. the land. Mm -hmm. That was heavy. I'll be the thinking planet about is the celebrity mm -hmm. itself. <laughs> That's it. I'm telling you. Anyway, guys, you are tuned into Fashion Lab Radio. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion. And we are rolling over to Zakia Bam with Glamish. Hi, Les. Welcome again to the show. Has this Thanks been a so show it has. a school? Oh, my word. My Did you write notes? I was busy writing notes. I was busy writing notes because I was thinking, how am I going to... How am I going to introduce this topic in a, in a light to say why is it important to have technology in the beauty world? On the Glamish segment, I wanna I'm telling people about self love and self care, and that basically goes down back to technology. I mean, we see all the time how uh, people have uh, how all the all the okay. So let me go into it, and then I will tell you all the reasons why I, I why I chose the products that I liked in the Glamish segment. So beauty gadgets are basically the grown-up equivalent as getting toys as a kid. Personally, any skincare product or tool excites me. 
And in continuing to build on the attitude that one size does not fit of all, we are seeing the market opening up to a diverse set of dermatological needs and skin tones. Digital initiatives strive to offer a more spa at home experience, whether it's due to time constraints or financial strain or having to visit a salon to keep up treatments, which can be a pain. So basically, whether you're suffering from sun damage, redness, sagging skin, wrinkles, acne, skin issues or any sort of at any age can be a confidence crushing. So just a few years ago, um, the remedies were expensive and they were highly specialized. You had to go in for them. So the five devices that I looked for um, are basically things that I think add to your confidence. They also help to improving your skin quality and to making you feel better as a person. So the Foreo Luna 2, um, it is basically, um, it's, a, it's a skin cleanser for your skin. It basically uses, uh, uh, I'm so sorry. It basically... <laughs> <laughs> um, just when you start just start it again from okay from the <coughs> also the okay so the luna 2 professional was developed for not only cleansing your skin type but it's also for in included is sensitive skin so it has one side is an anti-aging function it's waterproof um and it loves 99.5 percent of dirt oil and makeup um you basically <coughs> never have to replace the head so it's a once-off purchase the Glow Pro Micro Needling Regeneration System. So this is basically something I do naturally. I do at home. Um, it's a micro needling system used to stimulate and regenerate and heal your skin from the inside. Um, it also so this so the new one now basically uses LED light function, which helps to stimulate the skin even more, which gives you better results, firmer skin, and more youthful skin. Um, the new face Trinity 3 toning facial tool which basically stimulates the facial muscles using a microcurrent therapy attachment um, so it's almost like you know I don't know I don't know if I ever showed you the jade roller it's um, it's got rose quartz on both sides and it you just basically roll your skin but now it's been improved with technology where it basically has now a vibration system so it also it stimulates the skin even more the next product is the LED face mask. So it's got seven different light colors, all with different skincare benefits. The one being red, which promotes collagen, and blue, which targets acne causing bacteria, which allows the skin to heal itself. So you basically strap it on your, onto your skin and within 15 minutes you have better looking skin. Um, personally, I've done a couple of treatments in salon, uh, which I've seen immediate results. But when it comes to the home one, I've already heard that most of them have been called back due to um, dizziness, uh, problems with eyes. People that were on eye, when on eye medication ended up with eye irritations, deterioration of the eyesight. So I would say st stay clear for it if, from it if you have sensitivity to light. Um, the Dermaflash. So the Dermaflash, um, Huda Beauty has been talking about it a lot also on her blog when it comes to dermaplaning. So dermaplaning is basically you exfoliating the, the top layer surface of your skin which allows your products to penetrate deeper. It also removes pigmentation. It makes you look visibly younger as well. Um, so it's also safe for all skin types. All the products that I that I like or I like choosing or telling people to look into are products that are safe for all skin types in skin colors. Um, they also, I prefer products that do not have any downtime. So all these products that you can use to, um, don't need any downtime. So you can basically go in and 
use it in the evening and the next day you can be at work thank you Zakia <clears throat> so now what I was gonna say is for those who don't need who don't want to use okay so I'll say to you my right. thing that I'm using right yes. now and it's because when I was in New York my friend Don was like Liz how can you not use this thing because I was busy using a sponge <laughs> to right. wash my face and he's like you're supposed to use the freaking facial brush the rotating face brush yes so I bought a rotating face brush the vibrating ones yes those are amazing now that and so and i thought oh my gosh what am i gonna do with this and when am i gonna use it on <laughs> tuesdays or on fridays yes and i use it almost every night exactly but it's really cleanses my skin definitely so i want to say for those who are shy about makeup it doesn't have to be necessarily technology doesn't have to have a product attached to it you know like I'm using yes. just a rotating 360 degree rotating face brush to wash my face and there's even a different different heads that you can use to do different things with it. I haven't used those yet because I just know I just need my face to be clean once it's clean yes. and cool. So I think that the idea of technology like I said and I embrace it and I love it. The one thing I never embraced was the 360 brushes, those rotating brushes, toothbrushes. Right. I never embraced those because I thought that just it just became a headache and I had like so many of them and they were losing battery and they were just growing old and I'm like I still have to go and get my teeth sorted out so I'm like yes. no it's not happening but this particular face cleanser 360 degree brush I can vouch for and don't you see a better uh, difference in the difference in the quality of your skin well the quality of my skin is genetic so I can tell you right now like <laughs> if guys don't tell me to drink water do not tell me to use a rotating facing face brush because I'll show you my mom and dad's skin and you'll be like, okay. So I know that for me, for sure, most of it is genetic. Yes. But there's a diff there is a d I feel differently. I still see the, the same skin, but I feel differently. Right. I just feel like it my skin like is cleaner. Clean. Yes. Uh, Edgy, when's your birthday? Because I have to get you one of those as well. You will definitely feel the difference. Francisca, I'm sure, is sorted out. The skin? Honey, I'm going to get you one of those because Dawn got it for me. And you know, Dawn is a really? man man, so it's not like such a bad thing. If he's using it, I will use it. Thank you. Just tell me your birthday. Send it to me. I forgot. <laughs> okay? But I yes. think, yeah. Is there any other, uh, Zakia, any other uh, sort of uh, products or anything that people can sort of gravitate to when it comes to... You know, the thing is, Liz, in South Africa, um, it's a little bit tough to tell people, okay, go and buy this product or go and use this product. Not products, just just tools. So just not products, tools. but things that are not linked to products so that people don't feel like I have to have that product. Okay, no, do. most definitely. Okay, so for myself, the reason why I'm reluctant on saying, okay, go and, go and buy this product, like I was going to say, is because um, personally, I feel like there needs to be a lot more... Um, these are only products which have been released now recently so there hasn't been any it hasn't been on the market for long to know exactly what it does like i'm telling you with the led light masks i mean initially when they came out they were amazing i mean i went for treatments in salon but not at home but then the thing what happened is see it came back after a couple of months people started with eye irritations with i mean their eyesight started deteriorating people were getting flesh you know what i mean so it was a sensitivity to the light so that's what I'm saying. Um, it's rather, I would say, these are, instead of going heading towards technology, rather, you know, stick to the basics and see to yourself first. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for Glamish today, Zakia. 
Uh, for those of you who are tuned in, I'm sure you're learning something or two or three. Um, we are, I'm definitely learning a lot here. It's very quiet in this lab from the corner there in Lisbon and from New York, but I'm sure that they're embracing this uh, topic as well. Now, I want to just go because we need to move on. And I want us, because we have just had a very long conversation around a lot of things, I want us to move straight into the wine style guide so we can let our hair down because we all deserve it. It's time for your wine style guide. Brought to you by Liz Ogunga Wines. All right, wine style guide. I'm going to start with you, Francisca. What's your wine style guide today? My wine style of today goes to the Quinta dos Ciprestes Reserva, uh, two, uh, 2017. Uh, that is um, a Vigno Tinto from uh, Odoro, Odoro Valley. And uh, it's, it's a very good combination with uh, the pre-fall days that are coming. Hmm. Thank you very much. Edu, what's your wine style guide today? Oof, I'm still learning Do about wine. Do not tell wine. us you that. that. Edgy, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> My wine style guide. Mm -hmm. God, why is this so difficult for me, wine style guide? Because you don't think about it. Because I do, I do it. It just like. Fra I, okay. Sorry, Francisca, help me. How do you say in Portuguese or in Italian "think"? What do you say "think"? Pensa, 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 pensa. Come on, pensa. You know that is the same word. You know, in Portuguese and Italian is pensa the same. Good. Edgy, okay, pensa. So so I'm going to I'm going to go back to what Liz had said once about knowing the right glasses for oh for the right wine. Yeah, because I didn't know that, and I I went to the wine store with my auntie two days ago, and you know I was able to actually look at it from that point. So my wine style guy, guys, find the right wine glass for the right for the right wine. All right. nah, I'm telling Good. you because I'm learning. All right, Edgy, we love you for yes. learning. Keep learning. Now, I'm That's going to wine. go ahead with a wine style guide. <laughs> and I'm going to give a lesson because a few people need lessons in here, including Edgy. But I Thank think for me you. today, my wine style guide is for you to appreciate wine if you're not serving um, the same bottle like I do these days. I normally serve the same bottle because I have my own wine and it's easier that way. But anyway, to be able to appreciate wine, always go in order of the lightest to the heaviest so if you've got bubbles bubbles go first then if you don't have bubbles make sure that your lighter whites like your sauvignon blanc comes first if you have a heavier white like your chardonnay then that goes next then you've got the rosé if you want to go next rosé followed by light reds so your light reds would be your wines like your pinot noir then you go to the heavy reds like your cab Sauv or your like your like your malbec and then finally, your dessert wines like your Porto. So if you drink a heavier wine, uh, you know, generally to start, then you definitely want to keep it heavy. Because if you want to drink heavy, then when I indulge in the lighter wines, you'll just die. So seriously, yeah. if you want to get the best out of your wine, <laughs> you just start with the lighter ones. <laughs> start Nothing with, more. <laughs> start with the lighter ones and then go heavy. I hope that you've learned something from that. That is my wine style guide today.
Now, today I'm pulling from our Fashion Lab Top 3 on technology and fashion retail from technologies that are actually making the biggest impact in fashion today. Uh, our top uh, three, we're going to start with number one, artificial intelligence. Number two is going to be virtual or augmented reality. And number three, it's going to be mobile commerce. That is our Fashion Lab Top 3. How do you like it now? Anyway, moving on is who would you want to dress? <laughs> who would you want to dress? <laughs> We're going to start with Zakia, who's looking very quiet here, like a little stepchild on the corner. Zakia, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me like that and looking very sad. I know the topic's probably beating you down, but I will give you a reward after the show, okay? Who um, would you want to dress? I would want to dress Winnie Harlow. Uh, she is a Canadian model. I remember watching her on America's uh, Next Top Model. And she suffers from fertiligo, which is a skin condition. Um, and I've just seen her grow in such an incredible way. Uh, she's recently done a collaboration with... Kim Kardashian, um, as well as Steve Madden, and she is just blossoming. It's incredible. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Besides me, Francisca, Zakia, Amanda, and like none of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would I want to dress? I think I want to dress me no. for this occasion. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> Can I tell you why I want to dress me? Sure, why? For the first time yesterday, I wore a shirt that is outside of my brand. You have to understand, guys have a difficulty shopping outside of their comfort zones. For the first time, I've worn a shirt that is a Ben Sherman shirt. I've never worn that. So I want to teach myself a few things, like, you know, open up to other brands, try things. See, I wear this for 20 years, right? You would be advising me to do this. Honey, that's very good news, and we are very happy for you. And if you need more lessons, talk to me nicely, okay? Thank you very Thank much. You. Francisca, who would you want to dress and why today? Today I would like to dress uh, Trudy Styler because uh, I've been uh, reading a lot about her in these days. And I read uh, today uh, an article uh, on the Vogue Italia uh, that uh, entitled uh, that is entitled uh, Benvenuti about the immigrations also and not only about the world and I admire her a lot. Mm. Thank you, Grazie. Awesome. Today, today I want to address my whole Lizogumbo fashion database who is open to changing their way of consumerism by having them download the Misspoke app and then get a piece of my style app. How is that? Now, better yet, I want to actually move it just a notch up <laughs> to say, listen, some of them who decide not to download the Misspoke app, I actually forgot to ask Sid if that Misspoke app is on Android as well, because the last time I checked, it was only on iPhone. But for the rest of you who don't want to download the Misspoke app, then I would say, I want to address you if you promise me that you will actually get that Matilda mirror. Seriously. So at least I can then make sure that I send her the brand, the Liz O brand. And then that way, when you get your mirror, you can see what's the story right here and hopefully you can wear me so i want to address all of you who can change your mindsets around how to consume in a different way anyway any parting shots uh, around just this conversation we've had today guys before we part some people let like francisca <laughs> give us our parting shots today 
Where is Edgy who's nominated? Francisca, okay, give us your parting shots, Francisca. <laughs> Um, to, to make uh, to make shopping uh, in uh, in fashion, we only need uh, uh, a phone, a smartphone. So uh, it's a way to in- improve uh, economy. Don't uh, cry about the tragedy of brick and mortar shops, but um, learn seriously to uh, use technologies. Thank you very much, Francisca. Now, for me, I want to just share with you guys my parting shots. Zakia, do you have any parting shots? No, no. (laughs) All right. I want to share my parting shots is I want to, first of all, just remind you guys, you know when you get in, imagine getting into a train, okay? And then in this train, Mm -hmm. it's one of those days where you're told, hurry up, evacuate. The sirens are going on. Everything is dark and pitch black and you have to hurry up. I mean, I know I'll be looking for my passport and a pair of high heels, but that's what I'll (laughs) need. And a a bottle of Lizogumba wine just to save me for wherever we are going. So what you do is you pack your things and you basically have 20 minutes to rush into that train. Because when the train parts, the whole world is going to fall apart, okay? So, I want to explain this to you in layman's language so you can understand it. So, that is what I want to say as my parting shot. Embrace the new fashion landscape or get left behind. Okay? I don't know if you want to get left behind, guys. But this is Fashion Lab. This is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Thank you for joining us on the show today. And feel free to contact us uh, if you have any inquiries or if you want to sort of share with us some certain topics that you would like to hear us dissect on this show. We are on info at fashionlabafrica.com. And we are on we are on info at fashionlabafrica.com and we're on fashionlabafrica.com for everything else. We look forward to hearing from you. For those who cut the show halfway, you can still catch the podcast on fashionlabafrica.com. It's peace and love. Bizu bizu. Thank you, guys. Bye. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion.